0: Welcome back to Worst Whatever Ever, the podcast where we talk about all the things kids find boring or serious or...
1: Wait, what? What are you talking about, Dad?
0: Oh, hey, Spencer and Scarlett. I'm just introducing the show.
1: Yeah, but you're doing it all wrong. We're not boring or serious.
0: Well, we are now. We're going to be the most boring, the most serious podcast for kids ever. Guaranteed or your money back
1: First of all, this podcast is free And second, this podcast is called Best Whatever Ever We talk about all the things that kids find silly or important or super silly important See?
0: Nope, no more, we're changing formats Then we quit Yeah Wait, wait, come back, April Fools, I was just kidding Are you
1: being serious now?
0: Yes. I I mean, no. I mean, now I'm confused. I was just playing an April Fool's prank on you guys. I would never make best whatever ever serious. We're terrified of serious. We're the opposite of serious. Serious makes me gag. See? So, um,
1: April Fool's. You could have done a little better.
0: I'll come up with something better next year,
1: okay? Deal.
0: So, obviously, today's Whatever is...
1: April Fool's Day!
0: Yep. And in today's Whatever story, we're going to tell an April Fool's Day-themed mystery story with our favorite kid sleuth, Detective Darlene Duharty.
1: I love the last Detective Darlene Duharty story we did. Yay! I love the last story.
0: Me too. It was called The Sock Thief. It was Episode 6 of Season 1. So, before we start... April 1st is a very important day for another reason.
1: Spencer's birthday! Yay!
0: Yeah, Spencer's birthday. And it's very fitting that such a fun, silly kid was born on April Fool's Day. Happy birthday, Spencer. I hope you have a great day.
1: Thanks, Dad!
0: Okay, let's start the story.
1: Um, Dad, we accidentally erased it. The story's gone. What? April Fool's! April Fool's! Phew!
0: You almost made me pass out. Let's get started before you guys prank me again. Joke. The mystery of the invisible thief. The name's Dooharty, Detective Darlene Dooharty, said Darlene Dooharty. Um, I know we've been friends our whole lives, said Detective Darlene Dooharty's friend Mo. Can you help me or not? Of course I can help, she said. That's what I do. I solve mysteries, crack cases, and decode dilemmas. What's got you stumped, Mo? Mo was in eight-year-old Detective Darlene Duharty's office. Er, well, it was her bedroom. And he was frantic. Annie the antelope, she's gone. Darlene nodded. Missing stuffy, eh? My specialty. Where'd you last see her? This morning, in bed. She was right next to me when I woke up. Then I closed my eyes to yawn and stretch, and when I opened them, she was gone. Same here, came a chorus of voices from behind Mo. A line of kids snaked from Darlene's bedroom, her office, and out into the hallway of her house. A wave of thefts crashed through the neighborhood of Trickleberry Lane, and these kids were the victims. (laughs) Detective Darlene Dewhardy was their only hope. My lucky bracelet disappeared, cried Josie. I guess it wasn't so lucky after all. My prized petunia bushes, gone, shouted Cayenne. My favorite earwax-covered earplugs have been pilfered, sniffled Spencer. Gross, thought Darlene, but she wasn't one to judge. And it went on and on. Each kid had something valuable and irreplaceable taken from them. Detective Darlene Dewhardy stood up and exclaimed, I'm on the case. She opened her closet door and grabbed her magnifying glass, her notebook, and of course, her fedora. Because what kind of detective doesn't wear a fedora? There's no better place to start an investigation than at the scene of the crime, she declared. Moments later, she was inside Mo's house. His bed was covered with stuffed animals, all arranged in a meticulous pyramid-shaped pile. Darlene observed an antelope-shaped gap between a stuffed moose and a stuffed chinchilla. If there's any trace of the culprit, I'll find it. She pulled out her magnifying glass and started examining every corner of the room. Darlene looked to the left, to the right. She looked up, and finally she looked down. And that's when she saw it. Aha! A clue, she said and pointed to muddy footprints on the floor. She examined the prints up close. Looks like they're kid-sized. Hmm, I didn't see anyone come in, Darlene. I was right here when Annie was taken, said Mo. We'll see about that. Do your parents have any security cameras outside? Yeah? Let's check the footage, said Darlene. Mo's dad was nice enough to let detective Darlene Duhardy watch the security footage from earlier that day. The camera pointed to the front of the house. It had rained the night before, and there was a big muddy puddle in the middle of the walkway. "What time did Annie the antelope go missing?" Darlene asked Mo. "Around 8:15," he answered. Darlene scanned through the footage. There was no activity whatsoever. And then, Something splashed into the muddy puddle, but she couldn't see what caused it. Rewind. She circled back through the footage in slow motion and saw that the splash looked as if it were made by a foot. But there was no foot. And then on the video, she saw that the front door to the house opened, only there wasn't anyone there either. Strange. But then it hit her. Aha, a clue. How? asked Mo. I don't see anything. Exactly. The thief, Darlene said, is invisible. Like a ghost? Mo shuddered. No, I don't think so. I have a pretty good hunch who the thief may be. I'll be right back. Detective Darlene Duhardy left Mo's house and ran down the street. She stopped in front of her friend Aiden's house. Aiden happened to be a superhero. He made a birthday wish for all the superpowers in the world, including invisibility. And the wish came true. She rang the doorbell. Ding dong. She waited, but there was no answer. They're out of town, came a voice from behind Arlene. It was her friend, Edward. He was walking his trusty dog, Alpha. Aiden and his family left for vacation yesterday afternoon. Hmm, thought Darlene. I guess that rules out Aiden. Which makes sense, after all. Aiden is a superhero, and that means he's a good guy. He can't be the thief. But who else in town has the ability to turn invisible? Edward was one of the luckiest kids she knew. His grandma always bought him the coolest, most over-the-top toys. Like a life-size submarine and a bubblegum-powered rocket ship. And Darlene wondered, say, Edward, did your grandma ever buy you a toy that can make you invisible? I wish. I actually just put an invisibility ray on my Christmas list. Fingers crossed. Edward and Alpha continued walking. From across the street came a sudden blast. It was Darlene's friend, Dr. Sean's house, and it shook from some kind of explosion. Dr. Sean was an eight-year-old boy genius and happened to be the world's best inventor. It sounded like he was working on some kind of experiment. He invented all the coolest gadgets and gear, and Darlene remembered he had once mentioned something about trying to invent an invisibility ray, just like the one Edward was talking about. Also, Dr. Sean was once arrested for stealing leprechaun gold so he had a history of thieving, even if it was accidental. Aha, another clue, she exclaimed. Detective Darlene duhardy ran over to Dr. Sean's front door and knocked. Hi, Darlene, Dr. Sean said when he opened the door. Come on in. He led her through the house and into his lab. It was filled with all kinds of machine parts and prototypes and gizmos and doodads, smoke, from an invention that sat on his workstation. It must have been the source of the blast that Darlene heard from outside. Cool, Darlene exclaimed as she looked around at all his inventions. But then she turned her focus back to the investigation. Hey, so have you ever happened to invent a gizmo that can turn someone invisible? Of course, what kind of inventor would I be if I didn't know how to make an invisibility ray? I keep it right here. Let me show you. He punched in a code to unlock a storage cabinet and opened the door to reveal... Nothing! He gasped. (gasps) It's gone! When was the last time you checked on it? Darlene asked. I don't know. A few days ago, I guess? We're dealing with a master thief, she concluded. And now that he or she has an invisibility ray, he or her thieving skills are off the charts. Good thing you're on the case, detective. If anyone can stop the thief, it's you. Naturally, but how, asked Darlene. Dr. Sean thought about her question and then exclaimed, I got it. He rifled through another cabinet and handed Darlene another one of his inventions. It looked like virtual reality goggles. Take these, they'll let you read thermal signatures. If someone is invisible, you'll be able to see them." Darlene thanked Dr. Sean and headed back out to continue her search for the thief. She checked her notes. Here's what she knew for certain. One, the thief was very good at thieving. Two, the thief had the ability to become invisible. Three, the thief was a kid. Four, suspect number one was on vacation and was also a superhero. Five, suspect number two didn't own an invisibility ray. It was on his Christmas list. Six. Suspect number three turned out to be a victim, too. And a useful friend. So who else could it be? The culprit was a master thief and a (gasps) supervillain. A supervillain! Aha! Through her deductive reasoning, Darlene was certain she had figured it out. She sprinted down the street until she came to the creepiest house on Trickleberry Lane. Only the house wasn't there. How could a house just disappear? Unless... It was blasted by the invisibility ray. A clue! It was a really big clue, even if she couldn't see it. She put on Dr. Sean's special goggles and scanned the spot where she knew the house was, looking for signs of life. That's where the thief must be hiding. If the culprit were invisible, she'd see his heat signature as a yellow and red glow through the lenses. But she didn't see anything. She took off the goggles. Looking for me, came a voice from behind her. She spun to look, but no one was there. Over here, said the voice again. This time it came in front of her. (laughs) She didn't have to see him to know who it was. Herman horrendous, she said. I knew this crime had your greasy fingers all over it. Herman was the worst, the awfulest, the naughtiest. Herman was a wannabe kid supervillain. She put the goggles back on and saw his red and yellow silhouette through the lenses. You may as well show yourself, Herman. I know it's you. She took off the goggles again. Aw, stink bottoms, he said, and materialized in front of her. He frowned. She saw he was holding a high-tech blaster, which she assumed was Dr. Sean's invisibility ray. You're busted, Herman. Trying to take over the world? Again? No, I swear that wasn't it. At least this time, he said. Don't you know what day it is? Thursday. So, said Darlene. Yeah, but it's also April 1st he said. Aha! Of course! April Fool's Day! I have a reputation to live up to, said Herman Horrendous. My April Fool's Day prank needs to be epic and evil. (laughs) April Fools! Well, you succeeded. Now that you pranked us, can you please give everyone back their stuff? Oh, fine, stink bottoms, he said. Herman handed Darlene a huge duffel bag. She looked inside and saw Josie's lucky bracelet, now lucky again, Cayenne's petunias, Spencer's earwax-covered earplugs, gross, Moe's Annie the antelope-stuffed animal, and all the other valuable and irreplaceable things Herman had taken from the other kids in the neighborhood. Two more things, Herman. I need you to give Dr. Sean back his invisibility ray. Oh, fine. What's the second thing? You need to pinky promise not to prank anyone like that again. Oh, fine. He held out his pinky and shook it with Darlene's. Pinky promise. Although he crossed his fingers behind his back with his other hand. So he knew the pinky promise didn't count. He couldn't wait for next year's April Fool's Day. It was gonna be even more epic. And evil. In his head, he laughed. <laughs> Darlene wasn't fooled, but she let it go. For now. After all, she recovered everyone's stolen things. Detective Darlene Duhardy smiled. Satisfied at solving yet another mystery. Case closed. know if you guys noticed, but so many other characters from earlier Best Whatever Ever episodes made an appearance in this story. We met a lot of our favorites. Did you catch them all?
1: Dr. Sean from the Leprechaun Police. Yep. Kyan from Giant Robots Don't Sleep and What Do Bunnies Eat.
0: I think you meant to say what do giant bunnies eat, but yeah, he was in two previous episodes from season two. Anyone else?
1: Herman Horrendous from Kid Vs. Claws*.
0: Our Christmas Story. I love that one. And let's not forget Aiden from All the Superpowers Ever.
1: Oh, yeah. At his birthday party, he wished for all the superpowers in the world. And got him.
0: And finally, Edward and Alpha from The Quest for the Toytastic Treasure and The Quest for the Sleepwalking Grandpa. It was really fun to bring these characters back.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. I like seeing all the characters in one episode. I know, I'm always
0: thinking about it. Speaking of bringing characters back, on the next episode, we'll tell another Hissy and Moomy story. Remember, Hissy? He's the friendly boa constrictor who loves giving people hugs. All right. Please tell all your friends about us. Subscribe, share, and share some more. You can find us at... TheBestWhateverEver.com and all other ways to reach us are in the show notes. Until next time!
1: Best Whatever Ever! Best Whatever Ever! April Fools!
0: Today's story was written and produced by me, Ira Singerman.
1: Hey, what about us? Yeah!
0: With help, of course, from my bosses, Spencer and Scarlett.
1: Hi! Hi!
0: If you would like to support the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And also, please be sure to subscribe and tell all your friends about us. And please visit us at thebestwhateverever.com. And feel free to send us an email to ever at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll see you soon.
1: Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.